Welcome to the live broadcast of a service for the worship of God, which is coming to you from the sanctuary of Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church in Richmond, Virginia.
This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Good morning and welcome to Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church. I am Calvin Sidnor IV, co-pastor here at Grace Covenant. And we greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, on this Lord's Day, the baptism of the Lord. We welcome all who come to worship, whether in person, listening over the radio airwaves, or watching online. We are grateful for your presence. You can read about the many opportunities to get involved in the life of Grace Covenant, so we ask you to please read the bulletin. I would like to highlight several announcements. Yesterday, Grace Covenant had a very successful turnout for our first Red Cross blood drive of the new year. We want to thank everyone who made this outreach service successful. We deeply are grateful for those who made donations to the First Presbyterian Church Tornado Relief Fund for our sister church in Mayfield, Kentucky. We raised $3,198 from your generous efforts. Glory be to God for your giving. Due to the spike in COVID-19 cases, Wednesday night supper has been postponed to February the 2nd, and the handbell and chancel choirs are temporarily suspended. We are very excited again about reestablishing our prayer team. The prayer team will be leading and joining an intercessory prayer for our congregation, for our community and world. The prayer team will meet weekly on Wednesdays at 5 p.m. beginning toward the end of January. Thank you for those who have already reached out to be a part of this very important ministry. If you are interested, please contact me, Calvin, at csidnor at gcpcrva.org or Joanna at jwsidnor at gcpcrva.org. Prayer changes things. Giving envelopes for 2022 are still available in the Narthex for pickup. Immediately following the worship service today, we have a called congregational meeting to present our current fiscal year's budget and elect officers and trustees for the class of 2025 and the nominating committee. An email was sent out earlier for your review, so please review that following the worship service. We are grateful for your attendance and the Spirit's movement in the life and participation of the church. Lastly, I also want to highlight our updated COVID-19 policy. Given the sharp increase in COVID-19 cases, in the Richmond region, the ways wearing a mask can help 
slow its spread, the session continues to request that everyone wear a mask when in the church. Ages four plus uh, who are unvaccinated are still required to wear a mask. These are certainly challenging times and the session and staff appreciate your patience and understanding as we navigate this spike in COVID cases, which we all hope will be brief. No one likes COVID protocols and the session will continue monitoring the situation and send word when this current request ends. Session is also working on a framework with some metrics to help guide adjustments for Grace Covenant's COVID protocols with an eye toward the day when it is possible to dial them back. In the meantime, we request everyone wear a mask as a way to love each other, our neighbors throughout Richmond and our healthcare providers by helping mitigate the current spread of COVID. Thank you for your understanding, support, and prayers. Let us now quiet our hearts and minds as we turn to worship our God. Please stand as you are able and join with me in the call to worship as printed in the bulletin. Ascribe to the Lord, O heavenly beings. Ascribe to the Lord, glorious. Ascribe to the Lord the glory of his name. Worship the Lord, holy spirit. O magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt God's name together. Once again, welcome to the live broadcast of a service for the worship of God, which is coming to you from the sanctuary of Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church at 1627 Monument Avenue in Richmond, Virginia. This is the 98th year of radio ministry at Grace Covenant. Today's date is January 9, 2022, and today's broadcast is number 5023. This morning's sermon, entitled Affirmed and Loved by the Triune God, will be delivered by co-pastor Joanna Sidnor. Assisting in the service today are guest organist Sharon Freuda, liturgist Rusty Stadler, and co-pastor Calvin Sidnor IV. Our opening hymn is Immortal, Invisible, God Only Wise, which is number 263 in the Presbyterian Hymnal.
Brothers and sisters, sometimes we fear that when we confess all that is wrong, we will be exposed and condemned. Our hope in Christ tells us a different thing, that when we confess, we open up the way to mercy and forgiveness. Trusting in that hope, let us make our confession by reciting together the confession of prayer as printed in the bulletin. God of grace, you have given us Jesus, the light of the world, but we choose darkness and cling to the things that hide the brightness of your love. Immersed in ourselves, we have not risen to new life. Baptize us with your spirit, that forgiven and renewed, we preach your word to the nations and tell of your glory shining in the face of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our light forever. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. To all who have received him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Let us acknowledge our utter dependence on the Spirit's work in our understanding of Scripture and the Word by your prayer of illumination. Let us pray. Lord God, you have declared that your kingdom is among us. Open our eyes to see it, our ears to hear it, our hearts to hold it, our hands to serve it. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The Old Testament reading is from the book of Isaiah, chapter 43, verses 1 through 7. Listen. 
for the word of the Lord. But now, thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt as your ransom, Ethiopia and Seba in exchange for you, because you are precious in my sight and honored and I love you. I give people in return for you, nations in exchange for you. Do not fear, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east and from the west I will gather you. I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not withhold. Bring my sons from far away and my daughters from the end of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning, Grace Covenant. It is good to be in the house of the Lord on this first Sunday after Epiphany. Today's gospel reading comes from Luke chapter 3, verses 15 through 17, 21, and 22. I will be reading from the New Revised Standard Version. Listen for the word of the Lord. As the people were filled with expectation, and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah. John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Now when all the people were baptized and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove and a voice came from heaven. You are my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. The word of God. Thanks be to God. Please pray with me. Almighty and everlasting Father, we uh, give you thanks for this day. Use me, O Lord, as your vessel to speak the truth. Now let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. 
Amen. This morning, I will focus on verses 21 and 22. But before we explore those verses, let me set the stage for a better understanding of the context. During the time of Jesus, a man called John the Baptist was preaching about the kingdom of heaven. He encouraged the people of that time to come to the Jordan River to be baptized. He wanted them to turn from their wicked way of life to fully repent from their sins and to live a life for God. John told them of the great one who was to come. John's preaching was compelling and all kinds of people came from near and far to hear his warning of judgment and the need to repent from sins. Many people came to be baptized, commoners, as well as the elite. As we see earlier in chapter 3, John rebukes the Pharisees and the Sadducees who heard his message of repentance and came to be baptized. John referred to them as a brood of vipers, yet the crowd pressed John. I can only imagine that listening to John's message of eschatological retribution created anxiety among the crowd, so much anxiety that they asked John, what can we do? They probably wanted a quick fix. They probably wanted to go to the front of the line to be baptized in the Jordan so they could be on their merry way and back to their old ways and habits before long. John offered a common sense approach. John's response offered love and compassion. John said, whoever has two coats must share with anyone who has none. And whoever has food must do likewise. To the tax collectors, John said, collect no more than the amount prescribed for you. He told the soldiers in that crowd, do not extort money from anyone by threats or false accusations and be satisfied with your wages. In other words, treat others as you want to be treated. Just do the right thing. John's response created great anxiety among the crowd, anxiety that caused them to question if he was the great one to come, if he was the Messiah. But John told the crowd, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear the, his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Those words are enough to fill the average sinner with anxiety. What does it mean to be baptized with the Holy Spirit and fire? Today, Christians are still baptized with water, but the water baptism is an outward sign of an inward reality, the Spirit's work in a sinner's life. The Spirit regenerates 
giving us spiritual vitality. The Spirit adopts, claiming us as the children of God. The Spirit sanctifies, making us holy like Christ. The Spirit seals, preserving our faith to the end. The Spirit fills, equipping us for ministry. This is what it means to be baptized by the Holy Spirit and with fire. Indeed, the crowd questioning John had reason to fear the unquestionable fire. But thanks be to God that none of us here have to worry about unquestionable, unquenchable fire because through baptism, our faith is affirmed and we are blessed by God's love. Many people continued to come to the Jordan to be baptized by John. Can you imagine the scene? A huge crowd of people gathered on the shore, a long line of winding, winding down towards the Jordan River. John the Baptist wading in the water, baptizing each one in an endless stream of sinners. Then the next person in this long line of sinners was Jesus. I know John the Baptist must have been thinking, now wait a minute, Jesus? When he saw Jesus standing there, waiting to be baptized. I'm sure John was shocked by Jesus' presence. And the other people who were in line standing close by, did they even recognize him? Luke nearly glosses over Jesus' baptism by, by merely mentioning it. Luke tells us in verse 21 that all the people were baptized, including Jesus. Jesus heard the message of repentance and came to be baptized. Jesus' baptism modeled what we are supposed to do. Luke may have downplayed the baptism of Jesus, but he emphasized what happened following Jesus' baptism. Luke tells us that Jesus also prayed, something the other Gospels omitted. How many of us take time during uh, major events to pray? How many of us take time to pray in our daily living and decision-making? Throughout his ministry, Jesus modeled the importance of prayer. Prayer is a divine conversation that connects us to God. For Jesus, he was so connected in divine prayer that Luke tells us that the heaven opened and the Holy Spirit descended upon Jesus like a dove. I want that kind of divine connection with God. I want that kind of connection that opens up the heavens to reveal what God has for me. Don't you want that kind of divine connection? All of us have the opportunity for divine connection with God through prayer. Luke continues in verse 22, and a voice came from heaven, you are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased. What a marvelous revelation. As I studied this passage, 
Along with the gospel parallels, each gospel provided a similar narrative of Jesus' baptism, with the exception of the Gospel of John, which was a, more of a testimonial. However, according to the New Interpreter's Bible commentary, Luke's account of Jesus' baptism is distinctive in a few ways. The baptism itself is not reported, but events that followed, including prayer, are emphasized. But what's so important about baptism for us in light of this passage? Why is the fact that Jesus prayed so important since it's not mentioned in the other Gospels? What is the significance for us today that God said to Jesus, you are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased? First of all, our baptism is important because it reflects the model our triune God set before us in Jesus' baptism. John the Baptist paved the way and prepared for the entrance of Jesus. Through Jesus, the kingdom of God and salvation are ushered in, but this can only be accomplished through repentance and the forgiveness of sins. Jesus' baptism is the indication for the new way of life through him. Luke says all the people were baptized and Jesus was also baptized. Even though Jesus was sinless, he identified with sinners and was baptized by John at the Jordan with all people. Jesus' baptism ushers in the beginning of his ministry, life, death, resurrection, and ascension. Our baptism is important because it represents our sign and seal of our incorporation into the body of Christ. Our baptism represents our covenant relationship with God. When we are baptized, we are cleansed and free from our sins. We receive forgiveness through Jesus Christ. In our baptism, we die to our sins and are raised to a new life in Christ. It is by God's grace that we are extended the invitation to be baptized into God's covenant community through God's beloved Son, Jesus Christ. Don't you want to enjoy the benefits of being incorporated into the body of Christ through your baptism? Oftentimes, we spend time, energy, and money participating in social clubs and other organizations that bring temporary security and satisfaction and a sense of, secure, of community. Baptism, through the power of the Holy Spirit, is lifelong membership in God's covenant community, where we receive renewal of life and hope for eternal life, salvation in Jesus Christ. Second, Jesus showed us the importance of prayer in our daily lives, not only as demonstrated as his, at his baptism, but also in sentinel events throughout his ministry. 
In the Gospel of Luke, prayer is repeated is a repeated theme. Jesus prays at significant times in his ministry. Luke chapter 6, verses 12 and following tell us, During those days he went out to the mountain to pray, and he spent the night in prayer to God. And when he came, he called his disciples and chose 12 of them. Again, in chapter 9, verses 18, at Caesarea Philippi, Jesus was praying alone with only the disciples near him. He asked them, who do the crowds say that I am? Before his transfiguration, Jesus took him, with him Peter, John, and James and went up to the mountain to pray. And while he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became dazzling white. Before his death, Jesus prayed on the Mount of Olives in chapter 22. Then he withdrew from them about a stone's throw, knelt down and prayed, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. And on the cross, Jesus prayed, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing, and cried with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. It is no surprise that Luke emphasized in chapter 3, verses 21 through 22, that Jesus was praying at the time that the spirit came upon him. Prayer was an important part of Jesus' life, and as such, prayer should be a, an important part of our lives. Like Jesus, we must go to God in prayer for discernment when making major decisions. When seeking transformation or change in our lives, like a new job or healthy lifestyle, we should go to God, our provider. When we are challenged by major life events like illness and death, we should cry out to God in prayer. Jesus' prayer at his baptism and throughout his ministry models for us the importance of prayer in our daily living. Finally, it is important for us to know that we are beloved children of God and it pleases God when we seek God's will. When the Spirit rested upon Jesus, a voice from heaven said, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. Two descriptors characterize the Father's relationship to the Son, the Beloved, and with whom I am well pleased. Agapitos in the Greek is the Greek word for beloved that occurs only two times referencing Jesus, including his transfiguration. Eudokio is the Greek word for well-pleased, an attribute reserved only for God in the Gospel of Luke. It is God's good pleasure to give the kingdom to those who are prepared to receive it. The voice at the baptism of Jesus, therefore, discloses both the identity of the Son and the character of the Father. By God's grace, we are extended 
the invitation of baptism into the covenant community. Christ's obedience to God's will in the baptism started the ministry that would ultimately forgive the sins of the world and show us the love of the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We are the beloved children of God. Too frequently, we search for love and affirmation in, in a worldly sense. How many things or how many likes or how many hearts did I get on Facebook? Or how many hundreds of friends do I have? Or am I trending? Or do I have enough followers on social media? Worldly love and affirmation comes and goes like the tide. But God's love and affirmation is everlasting. When God does anything important, which of course includes everything God has ever done, it is the work of the entire Trinity. In Luke 3, verses 21 and 22, we see the Trinitarian cooperation in action. God the Son, the second person of the Trinity, was praying. God the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, descended from heaven. And God the Father, the first person of the Trinity, pronounced his benediction on the Son. The Son prayed, the Spirit descended, the Father spoke. The good news for us today, through baptism, our faith is affirmed and we are blessed by God's love. Jesus shows us through the baptism that we have access to God the Father through his beloved Son. Christ gives us a divine connection with God through prayer. When we pray, we have the opportunity to open our hearts and let the power of the Holy Spirit come upon us. And in our obedience to our prayer life, we have a chance to hear what God is saying. We are affirmed and loved by God. Amen. Please stand with me as we sing hymn number 492 in the blue hymnal, Baptized in Water. You are listening to the live broadcast of a worship service at Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church. You have just heard this morning's sermon entitled, Affirmed and Loved by the Triune God, which was delivered by co-pastor Joanna Sidnor. The congregation will now join in singing Baptized in Water, which is number 492 in the Presbyterian Hymnal.
Having heard God's word proclaimed and responded in song, let us now respond in affirmation of what we believe together using the Apostles' Creed as printed in our bulletin. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. be seated. Let us go to God in prayer. God of new beginnings, as we conclude the recent holiday season and celebrate now your epiphany, we recognize that we are even now forging ahead into a new year. As we look back on the year gone by, we see many things that grieve us, things that cause us to rejoice, things that surprise us in ways both good and bad, things that concern us. For our world, we pray for peace among nations and healing from COVID-19. We pray for the leaders of our nation, that they will be led by the power of your Holy Spirit to be one nation under God, seeking justice for all. For our congregation and community, O oh God, any given year is often a time of highs and lows, of births, of death, of exciting opportunities and unfulfilled hopes. Yet you, are the faithful God who stays with us through it all. When we ascend into heights of joy, you are there to receive the words of praise that gush from our lips. When we descend into valleys, um, sh shadows of death, fear, and uncertainty, you are there to hold our hand in the darkness and to assure us that we are not alone. Now in the new year, we petition 
you to have mercy and give us strength for what is to come. We pray that you will keep us in good health, in perfect safety, and in knowledge that we are loved by you and also by family and friends. Swaddle in love the unloved. Take compassion on the bereft, the childless, the friendless, the lonely, and do all, O Lord, through us and through the love of friendship and compassion, we ourselves proffer to this community. Hear us as we pray, Sacred Father, for any here this morning who feel so constricted by doubt, anger, or grief that they cannot pray. Lord, assure them that we, along with many others, are praying for them through Jesus Christ, the light of the world. We offer these prayers as he taught his disciples to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Now, brothers and sisters in Christ, we are invited to give as we feel called to support the ministries of this church prayerfully. Ministries of worship and Christian education, ministries of fellowship and congregational care, ministries of service to our neighbors near and far. The ushers will not be passing uh, the plate. The uh, plate is at the back of the sanctuary, or you may give online at www.grace-covenant.org backslash give hyphen online. Please give as the Spirit leads you. The glory of God to you for the blessings.
O God, our provider, we offer these humble gifts as a sign of your goodness and mercy. Receive them with our gratitude that through us all people may know the riches of your love in the word made flesh. Amen. Brothers and sisters, before we go, I'd like to remind you that there is a congregational meeting immediately following service. Now, as you go out into the world, remember that you are affirmed and loved by our triune God. Receive the benediction. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Thank you.
the past hour, you have been listening to the worship service at Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church in Richmond, Virginia. Please join us again next Sunday through our radio ministry or in our sanctuary at 1627 Monument Avenue. Your announcer today has been Cameron Baird, and the engineer was Steve Kemp. This service streams live and can be accessed through the Grace Covenant website, which is grace-covenant.org. We now return you to the Truth Network on WLES, 590 AM and 97.7 FM.